Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. We're talking about a Cubs winner tonight, and it's a good one. But first off, I'm Ron Luce, joined tonight by Joe Maris. Joe, how you doing, buddy? It's late, but the Cubs won. Yep, worth it tonight. Can't got nothing to complain about tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. And just for those that are keeping track, we uh, we got the old the old W flag on here. There you go. Definitely that's works probably the best time. I was gonna say, yeah. that's the best time I've ever had it since we've been on this thing. But hey, Cubs win a huge seven to one victory in San Diego tonight. A lot of Cubs fans were nervous about this one. I know we were personally mm-hmm. as a group here at Cubs on Tap. But hey, they got the W. It's a big one indeed. So let's uh, let's talk through this one just real quick in case you missed any of the scoring plays of this one. Not a lot of offense early on, but. In the fourth inning, Wilson Contreras hits his 10th home run of the season, and it was an absolute nuke that made it one nothing Cubbies. And then it just continued from there because the Cubs just made it worth it to stay up and watch this game. Anthony Rizzo, his 12th double of the season, scored two. That made it 3 to nothing. And then later in that inning, Patrick Wisdom hit his eighth home run of the season, scoring himself. And Anthony Rizzo made it 5 nothing after the top of the sixth. And then in the top of the seventh, Anthony Rizzo hit his sixth home run of the season with Jock Peterson on base. That made it seven to nothing. And sure, Kim doubles in the ninth. Who cares? Padres get a run. Ultimately doesn't matter. It's seven one is your final. And Joe, I don't know about you, but like coming into tonight, I was tired. Last night was a late game. Juice and I did the recap at like one in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. And I needed this mentally. I needed this night. So the oh, yeah. fact that the Cubs generated offense, they made things happen. The long ball worked. The small ball worked. It didn't even matter. The pitching was fantastic. Zach Davies was unfucking believable. Tonight was exactly what the Cubs needed heading into tomorrow's game, which we'll get to later in the show. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, we all know why it's a big game. Of course, but tonight was a big win nonetheless. Right. I at some point or before the sixth inning when the Cubs tacked on four runs, I'm kind of like, I wouldn't be upset about a one nothing win. Kind of get the pitchers back on track, be like, hey, you guys can still do this. But then again, you tack on four runs. Who's upset about that? So Davies was awesome. We we needed it. And I am really shocked that he wasn't out there for the seventh inning, given the circumstances we are in with how many innings the bullpen has had to handle. So, you know, I'm not going to complain about it too much. He was at 80 some pitches and he was due up to lead off the next inning. It's a little shaky. I would have left him in, but you know, what am I going to complain about now? No, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think a lot of people wanted to see him go out for the seventh, but for the fact that they were up as many runs as they were again, he was at 89 pitches given, you know, where he was in the game. It's okay. It is Mm -hmm. what it is. But, I mean, that is exactly what you need out of Zach Davies tonight. And for those that are keeping track, he gets the win. He's now 3-3 and on the season. Six innings, one hit, no runs, two walks, and four Ks for Davies tonight. It almost felt like he took this game personally. Like, being back in San Diego, he was the only major league piece that came over in the Darvish trade. Mm -hmm. Darvish is having a great season in San Diego. And he's just like, you know what? Fine. Fine. You wanted to trade me to Chicago? That's cool. I'm going to come back and I'm going to haunt you motherfuckers like one of the ghosts out of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And you just aren't going to like me tonight. And that's exactly what happened. He was just absolutely electric. And Joe, I don't know about you, but like 
a guy who personally is a big fan of Zach Davies, just in general, like he's a good pitcher. He's young. He's got a lot of upside still. Mm-hmm. Seeing this happen tonight, absolutely magical. Definitely. You know, we still haven't seen a ton of them. You know, it's been eight, nine starts maybe. It's it's still a small, small sample, and you've seen the improvements. Yeah, He got off to a super rough, rough start. So – he didn't introduce himself to Cubs fans, I'm sure, the way he wanted to. So maybe there's some comfortability being back on the West Coast. He was only there for a year, but maybe just some competitive juices flowing back in him. They traded him away. He looked good tonight. He needed it. The Cubs needed it. The Cubs fans needed it. And we got it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he continued with a really good month, too, right? Like, obviously, his last start wasn't the best, mm-hmm. but had a really good month in May. was, what, 172 ERA in the month yeah. of May. He looked like that pitcher again tonight. And that is key. This is really key for this Cubs team. Juice and I vented at nauseam about this last night, that this starting staff needs to at least get six innings, at least on a regular basis, because – if you're not getting those six innings out of your starters, again, you just burn the bullpen out over the course of a season. 162 games is a long motherfucking time. Let's mm-hmm. be honest with ourselves. I know I'm using a lot of terrible language right now, but to reinforce this point, you start your season in like the end of March, early April. You end your season at almost the beginning of October. I think we That's do a go long in October time. this year. Yeah, I yes. think we go with the first couple of days in October yep. this I year. Think, I, think, I think the Cubs season ends October 3rd. So, like, mm-hmm. it's a long season. It is a very long season, and you cannot tax this bullpen this early in the year. We haven't even made it to the 4th of July yet. So, like, you cannot tax this bullpen. Six innings needs to be a regular thing from this Cubs team. So, Davies doing that tonight is absolutely huge. A couple mm-hmm. comments real quick, Joe, before we uh, dive quickly into this thing that I want to touch on here. Dope Redbeard, Davies W, Offense W, Mills. Yeah, well, Mills was rusty. You know, he just got activated today. But it was nice to see him do what he did. It was good for him to get work in this type of game because even if he gave up a run or two, it wasn't a big deal. Um, it allowed him to kind of shake some of that rust off. So I like what Dope Redbeard had to say there. Cody on tap. Yeah, he did hear Juice and I bitching last night because Zach Davies knew we were pissed. Juice and I, we had a good time last night. If you haven't listened to that episode, go ahead and listen to it. It's still relevant because I think a lot of Cubs fans still share in this thought process even after today. There's a lot of there's a lot of bones to be picked, I think, within the Definitely. Cubs organization as a whole. And so we uh, we highly recommend listening to that. And then Kozuna77. Happy to see Rizzo break out and look sharp lately. Absolutely agree. And that's exactly where I wanted to turn with this. So Kazuna77, you absolutely just, you transitioned to the show without me having to transition to the show. And I appreciate you that because four RBIs, Mm -hmm. I repeat myself, four RBIs for Anthony Rizzo tonight. This is exactly what you wanted. Juice called for it last night. And I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. I know he's dead asleep by now. It's one fifteen his time. He said, Anthony Rizzo's my fly W player because the captain physically needs to put the C on his chest and lead this team to a victory. And he did that tonight with four RBIs, Joe. Yeah. I think you you hit the nail right on the head. It's we we don't have the stopper in the starting rotation at the moment. That uh, when you're going through a little bit of a rough patch, you know, I'm not gonna call 
a bad start on a West Coast trip, a rough patch, but it is what it is. So you, we don't have that stopper that, you know, John Lester was great at for, for those three three years. I don't want to count that fourth year. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rizzo picked up that slack and we needed it. You know, we needed good at bats, especially in the middle of the order. We're missing Javi. So we needed people to step up and Rizzo did exactly that. And it's nice to see him get one out of the ballpark. You know, he's, Hasn't had many. I think that was his sixth or seventh. So it's nice to see him get one out too. Yeah, it really was nice to see that. And again, it was like tonight was the perfect culmination of just everything working out, right? You had the long ball, Rizzo, wisdom, wisdom, the legend of wisdom. Again, I know a lot of people give Juice a lot of shit for this tonight because he was like, ah, well, let's be honest. Is he really going to keep this up? And then he hits his eighth bomb of the season already tonight. Juice got some some hate tonight. It was kind of funny. I thought it was kind of funny. I know Juice will be okay with it. Yeah, I'm like, sure he'll, he'll, he'll take it in, in uh, retribution for Cub success. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I always joke with people. I'm willing to be the bad guy if it means right. that the Cubs are going to do well. I think Juice feels the same way. But uh-huh. again, Wisdom hits his eighth bomb of the season. Rizzo hits his sixth bomb of the season. You know, Willie hits his 10th of the season. Like the, the long ball was working in a ballpark that historically doesn't allow the long ball well. And then on top of that, of course, you have the Rizzo double and, and so on and so forth. And he gets to the seven runs for tonight. Like this was exactly what the Cubs needed because. Not only did the Cubs put up runs, obviously, but let's not forget, Denilson Lamette was on the mound. And I know a lot of mm-hmm. people probably, again, will say who. Who is Denilson Lamette? Which is a fair question. Denilson Lamette was your fourth vote-getter last year for the Cy Young Award in the NL. Behind Trevor Bauer, behind Jacob deGrom, behind you Darvish. Mm-hmm. A lot of really good pitchers. Lamette was excellent last year, and he's a very, very underappreciated pitcher in this league. So the fact that the Cubs were able to do to him what they did tonight, and then again, do what they did to this Padres bullpen that has consistently been the best in the National League thus far this season, which all things considered, maybe a little bias here, but Mm -hmm. I think the Cubs will surpass them at some point. That is absolutely huge for this Cubs team because – we were all concerned. We were all concerned. We're like, oh, shit, are they going to be able to get to this team at all if they don't get to the starter? Well, they did both. They were able to get right. to the starter and to the bullpen, and that's exactly what you hope for on a West Coast trip like this, especially when you're already down one nothing in the series. Right. I think one of, one of the problems that I, I personally see with the Cubs a lot of the time when they're going through some rough patches is you can feel it. If they hadn't scored by you know the third or fourth inning, you're like, it, it's never going to come. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 coming in the first, the third, the fifth, the seventh. I mean, they're getting to everybody in some way. You know, they're not crushing people for five runs every three innings, mm-hmm. but they're getting to good guys. I mean, you put it into perspective is how good the Cubs bullpen was for that big stretch. They were still second behind the Padres bullpen. You know, mm-hmm. those guys are no joke, and they've gotten to them and just like they did at Wrigley. They got to them a little bit yesterday, made it close. They tried to. And today they really put the game away. Yeah, they really did. I mean, it was again, it was it was just kind of what the doctor ordered. That was mm-hmm. really what today's game was. And and quickly here we'll get to a couple of comments. <laughs> Cody will not let Juice forget. 
And I know Cody, I know he threw that out there during the game. He wanted a public apology to Patrick Wisdom. We'll see if we get that from Juice tomorrow uh, when he wakes up and he sees maybe 35 <laughs> Twitter notifications tomorrow. At least it's it's going to be it's going to be quite a day for tomorrow. But something else worth noting tonight was Jason Hayward. Uh, again, a guy who's really struggled this season was only batting, I think, what, 172 coming into tonight's game. He took three walks. Mm-hmm. A guy like that who is struggling at the plate, being able to have the plate discipline that he did and take walks to get on base for other guys, to me is huge. And again, it's just, you know, sure, Jay Hay has struggled so far this season, but we saw a new side of Jay Hay last year in 2020, a guy who can actually be what the Cubs hoped he would be offensively. Mm-hmm. And again, sure, maybe he's not hitting the long ball. Maybe he's not driving in runs. But fuck, you walk three times and you get on base and or and you play gold glove, you know, defense and right field, but you give yourself a chance to score runs on base for these other guys in this lineup. To me, you are proving your worth as a ball player. And it was really nice to see out of Jay Hay tonight. Right. And you know, not to compare him what to what Yasmani Grandal is doing at the moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's not nowhere near the player he has Mighty Grandal is, but if we can get if if you can get somewhere near those walk numbers, you know, things will come. You yeah. know, I, I saw something on Twitter today. He's getting a crazy amount of sliders thrown at him and he is hitting just terribly against them. So you're starting to see him lay off those, take his walks, and then he can't get the pitches that he can hit. You know, it, it might take a little while to come. It's also only one game. We got to see if this is actually a trend or not, but it's a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. And to take a take a line on a money ball, which on Tab Sportsnet founder, owner right now that we all love and adore, Tony Marchese, tweeted tonight. He tweeted the gif, and it made me happy because him and I have been talking money ball a lot lately. But like, he gets on he, base. He gets on base. And if Jay Hayes getting on base, we love him. You can smack his name on the whiteboard just like Billy Bean does in Moneyball. He gets on base. And that's exactly what you like because, again, if he's getting on base, a guy who probably has the most offensive struggles of any ball player right now in this Cubs mm-hmm. lineup. And let's be honest, he's paid for his defense and his leadership. Like that's truly what he is worth in that contract. Mm-hmm. Any amount of offense, product, production, anything that you can get out of him is a big plus especially lately, right? I mean, again, last year was a really good year for him. We'd love to see him continue to do that. Right. But even if he's walking three times a night, I'm cool with it. Again, Mm -hmm. he's getting on base, and we like guys that get on base. Because this year especially, and this was something Juice and I talked about last night, Joe, this Cubs team is able to score runs with guys on base because it's not all about the long ball anymore. They're able to actually manufacture runs. They're able to single guys in, double guys in, sack flies. Like things that I think you and I can both agree as Cubs fans that for the last three or four years, we aren't used to because mm-hmm. it was home run or bust. Now, you know, whether it's under David Ross, whether it's the personnel, what have you, this team is able to be complete. I guess for lack of a better term, where they can, you know, you can play the small ball game. You can you can single here and you can single here and you can single here and drive in a couple of runs to play stationary, you know, base running. Or you can go crazy and double here, double there, double this, whatever. Or you can 
be absolutely dog shit the whole night getting guys on base, but you could hit four home runs and you could still right. win the game, right? Like they, they're finding multiple ways to win the game offensively. And to me personally, again, as a fan, and I, I feel like Joe, you might agree with this and I would love to hear your thoughts. Like when you're able to win games in multiple facets like that, anytime a guy can get on base, it makes them that much more valuable. Right. And like you mentioned about the Nelson Lamette earlier, he's a great pitcher. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not, We've beaten them twice. You know, that's not easy to do it's in a short span, too. We've seen, we've, with just like we had early in the season, playing the Pirates and the Brewers so close together, it, we didn't beat those. We didn't beat the same guy twice, it felt like at all, except for maybe Tyler Anderson or something. You know, we didn't beat the same guy twice. It's not easy to do, right. especially somebody like Denelson Lamette. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's nice to see that just winning in different ways, too. I mean, I, I tweet this out every time we have a little dinky ground ball that moves a guy over and, you know, runner safe at first contact is King. We've seen this multiple times where the Cubs just hit these little dinky ground balls that are infield hits or they're, they force an error, you know, mm-hmm. you know, some of it's coincidence. Sure. Some of it's just, you apply the pressure by putting the ball in play. So we're seeing the strikeouts slowly, slowly go down. You know, you're not pull, you're not pulling your hair out watching three guys strike out in a row all the time. It still happens, but that's just a trend across baseball in general. You're seeing guys put the ball in play and apply pressure on the defense. You know, you saw Evan Longoria is out six to eight weeks because a little dinky ground ball and him and Brandon Crawford ran into each other. You know, it's stuff right. like that. You put the ball in play. Guys aren't always prepared for that. They're always, they're, you know, maybe sitting on their heels getting ready for a strikeout. Who knows? Put the ball in play. Something crazy can happen. It's not going to happen if you strike out. Absolutely. And it's it's funny because I was never a ball player growing up. I was, I was more of a football fan growing up than I ever was a baseball fan. And my dad, on the other hand, big baseball player, played ever since he was like seven years old, played all the way up to semi-pro, could have gone to Arizona State University, chose not to, real good ball player. And he always told me that I, I I finally started playing, you know, some like kind of rec league and like middle school league type stuff when I got a little older. And he always said, he was like, put the ball in play. He goes, don't try to hit the ball up in the air. You get the ball up in the air. All the guys do is got to catch it. You strike out. Just like you said, nothing happens. Nobody has to make a play on that, but you put the ball on the ground. All of a sudden now you are, you know, Con, like you said, contact is king. And even if you are putting it in play and it's a weird kind of play, things can happen when you're putting the ball in play. So as long as this team continues to put the ball in play, you put the ball on the ground, you force guys to make a play on a ball, good things can happen. I mean, hell, I, I, I if I if I don't if I recall correctly, Joe, I believe it was you and I on that episode when the Padres had a couple of errors mm-hmm. that led to Cubs runs in that last right. series. And that's the exact same scenario. Put the ball in play, that hard contact, you're going to force guys to make a play. Granted, a little aggressive base running doesn't hurt. Of course. But when guys have to make a play on the ball, it makes it a whole different scenario for ball players rather than just a lazy fly out or an easy strikeout. So I agree with you. Contact is king. Just like just like just like in accounting, cash is king and baseball contact is king because yeah. you're putting the ball in play that's all that matters. Guys have to make a play on it. And if they're mm-hmm. not making a play on it, good things can happen. And, and that's exactly what happens, you know, and, and we saw that tonight, right? I mean, Rizzo with two hits tonight, Peterson, two hits tonight, 
Bryant had a hit tonight, so he kept his streak going. He's 307 still on the year. Wisdom with his big home run. Hayward, sure, only one official at bat, but we'll take three walks and him mm-hmm. increasing his OPS to 572 on the season. I mean, like it was just, it was a perfect storm for this Cubs team. And ironically, fun little fact here for you. All three of Jason Hayward's walks were the only walks the Cubs took tonight, which is very surprising, but fuck it. We'll take it because again, Jay Hay is getting on base. The Cubs are doing good things. And again, anytime you could put up seven runs against a really good pitcher, obviously they didn't all come off of Lamette, but in general, over the course of a night, you could put up seven runs. That is absolutely massive, especially when you're already down one, nothing in a series. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It it's it, it just feels good, you know. Puts it you didn't want to be 0 and two in the series going to face old friend you Darvish because I'm sure he wants to beat us just as badly as we want to beat him. Mm-hmm. Don't want to give him the advantage there. So you know we got the rubber rubber match tomorrow, and we'll you know we got just cross our fingers. Hope hopefully we can get to you Darvish. Absolutely, and Joe. I mean, you've been on a couple episodes with Juice and I, so you've. Mm-hmm. You've been you've become accustomed to this. The Cubs on Tap crew all knows this. It's it's kind of a general theme we have here. If it's a boring game and we start to think about transitioning at the twenty minute mark of the episode, that's when you know it was a good thing for Cubs fans yep, because definitely. the Cubs score a lot of runs. The pitching was good. Again, Davies was absolutely fantastic tonight. We can't not like. There's only so much we can say about that enough. But Davies was absolutely fantastic tonight because. He did ex- exactly what the Cubs needed him to do. If Davies does that the rest of the season, that's a guy that I can make a case for them, you know, extending in the offseason because mm-hmm. he gets the job done. That's all you ask of him. He doesn't need to be pretty. He doesn't need to strike out 13 and go, you know, six innings with one hit and no runs. No, you give me the four Ks. Maybe you give me the two walks. You only give up one or two, maybe three runs or three not three runs, three hits, excuse me, against and one to two runs of baseball consistently over the course of a season. That's worth the money. Let's do yep. it, baby. Let's sign a contract. We'll meet right in the middle. Yeah, shake hands we, on I it. Think we, I think he, st- he still has a couple years left on his contract. I think that was part of the reason why the Cubs took him in that trade. Well, so he is he is just here for this year. Is he really? Just here for this year. Yeah, oh, okay. he's, he's here correctly. on about an eight. Point six, and I'm going to confirm this real quick because I know I have Sport Track up on my computer actually because I'm in the process of writing an article that I'm not going to foreshadow. Eight point six three, yeah, okay. nailed it. I've seen that number way too many times in the past. That's what that's what happens when you have an accounting degree, Joe. You uh, you get used to seeing numbers and you tend right. to memorize them a little too much. But but again, a, a guy who you wouldn't have to overpay because he just doesn't give you what your traditional starter quote unquote gives you in today's, you know, baseball, you know, Mm -hmm. big strikeouts, big velocity, whatever, but a guy that could be incredibly important on a roster if he's actually performing. And again, Davies in the month of May, he did that Davies tonight. Absolutely fucking did that. He looked absolutely fantastic. And that's kind of my final thought of the night. So I want to quickly turn it back over to you before we go ahead and move ahead to tomorrow's game. So Joe, Take it away, man. What do you think about tonight that we didn't already touch on? Just like you said, when when we're getting ready to move on to the next game this early in the show, it's a good thing. You know, we spend a lot of, a lot less time talking about the good things than we do about the bad things. Mm-hmm. So it's just that you saw a couple guys with multi-hit games or just Rizzo and, and Peterson. But nice to see Jock 
He had a double, single, scored. So, you know, it's nice to see as well. He get uh, get him back going to how he was when he first returned off the injured list. Yep. Other than that, you know, I, I'm excited to watch you Darvis tomorrow. It sucks it's against the Cubs. It's the, I think this is the first time I'll, I'll catch a game with him in the Padres. But I'm excited to watch a pitch. I loved having him in the Cubs, and I really hated seeing him go. But it is what it is. Yeah, that's unfortunately the business of baseball, and I absolutely agree with you. Just two quick comments from our fellow Cubs contributor here at ONTAP, uh, Joe. Our boy Joey here, he said, for some reason, infielders have been forgetting how to play defense against us lately. You'll love to see it. I absolutely yep. agree with that. That was uh, in our you know discussion earlier. And then he said, guys, Davies, 38% chase swing percentage on his changeup tonight. Yeah. That changeup looked good, and and here's the crazy thing. And and again, Joe, I know you were a former ball player yourself, so I'm going to ask you this: What did you think about the analysis going on during the broadcast? Because anybody that listened tonight, obviously, it was not JD with Boog tonight. It was Dempster, and it was Ryan Sandberg with Boog tonight in the booth. But they were discussing how Davies throws his changeup because he's actually worse against right-handed hitters, which is again, ironic, quote-unquote, as a right-handed pitcher, versus lefties. And it's how he throws his changeup because tends to throw the changeup away from right-handed hitters. So if he misses, it comes across the middle of the plate, and that's when he gets dinged for it. Right. But when he's throwing it against lefties, naturally, if he's trying to throw it in on a lefty, it's going to be, even if he misses, it's still probably a foul ball. And I thought that was really interesting as a guy who, again, Never played baseball myself, but understands enough about the game to be like, oh, shit, okay, that's actually a really good point. So do you think that is something right now that, like, Hadavi and Davies saw tonight and maybe, like, actually listen to and say, holy shit, hey, man, you looked really good with your changeup against the Padres mm-hmm. tonight. However you were throwing it, like, why don't we engineer that game plan going forward into the future of this season? Because you might get a lot more swing and misses on – your changeup, which it is one of his favorite pitches. You look at his historical track record. Right. That is one of his favorite pitches. You know, do you make that adjustment, even if it's mid-season like it is kind of right now, and move forward it because it's successful? Or do you think tonight was just like, a, oh, well, he threw it against these guys and it just happened to work well? So, you know, generally a righty-on-righty changeup is a, is a big no-no because, it, like you said, the natural movement for – a changeup is going to go down and away from a lefty and towards a righty. So that's why you, you, you like to see the, that changeup work against lefties righties. It just doesn't have the same effectiveness. It's mostly deception. I mean, there's a reason he can throw a high percentage of changeups in the MLB. Same thing with Kyle Hendricks. It's, it's deception. It's tunneling. It's everything you hear about. So you, you have to be able to move that pitch around even just, you know, we've seen Hendricks have success with the changeup up. So just because it's not down, does it mean it's not a bad pitch? It's all about just changing. It's deception. So you're, I didn't, I declare, I didn't, I, I wasn't watching the broadcast the whole, the whole game. So I, I missed that part, but just from watching the, uh, what do you call it on the MLB app? The mm-hmm. you know, game the, day. The, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, you see some changeups up. You just—it's not a pitch that you're used to. 
especially if it's meant to be a changeup up. That's not a pitch a hitter is used to seeing. Right. So that's why you could see those swings and misses because there you see something up and you're licking your chops and that pitch is, you know, three feet out in front of you when you're expecting it to be in the glove. So it, it's deception. And when he's throwing more strikes, he can do that. You know, part of it was he just, he had no feel for his fastball early in the season. Mm-hmm. So people are just sitting on pitches, sitting on pitches. And when that happens, big league, big league hitters can do whatever the heck they want to you. So he's been able to have a lot better command and work that pitch around in places hitters aren't expecting it. And that's where you see the, you know, the chase. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I love that insight and I'm, I'm glad you're able to provide that because like you said, it, it really is interesting. Again, like, this is why baseball is awesome. Like if we're being entirely awesome, like entirely honest, excuse me, like baseball is so awesome as a sport because it's the little nuances of the game. It's how a guy throws a pitch. It's how a catcher receives the pitch. It's how a, a fielder, you know, takes in a ball. Again, a guy like a Javi Baez makes more incredible plays than a guy that's just an average shortstop in the game. Mm-hmm. Like it's baseball is such a complex game even though it's so simple at its core. And I think that's what's cool about it. And like, again, as a a casual fan, as somebody who never played the game myself, like taking in all that information and and learning about it and understanding it is like, wow, okay, that's what makes baseball cool. That, again, I'm going to take, we mentioned Moneyball earlier in the show. I'm going to take another quote from that movie. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Because it is such a complex game. There's so much that goes into it. And when you can dissect the game like we do here at Cubs on Tap, that just goes to show how cool of a game it is. So I'm really glad you were able to provide that insight. But, Joe, are you ready to move on and we'll talk a little bit about tomorrow's yeah. game? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So as we mentioned, the Cubs will finish up their series against the Padres tomorrow in San Diego on June 9th. It is a much earlier game, so we hope you tune in to Cubs on Tap because we'll be doing it at about – oh give or take 6.30 to 7 o'clock uh, Central Daylight Time. But tomorrow is a 3.10 Central Daylight Time first pitch at beautiful Petco Park in San Diego, California. Uh, it will be your usual suspect uh, listening and watching. Cubs Market, 6.70 the score, Marquee Sports Network. And in San Diego, nine, 97.3, 8.60 a.m. And Belly Sports San Diego are your places to be. But for the Cubs... They will be trotting out right-hander Jake Arietta. He is 5-6 and six on the season of 526 ERA, 42Ks. It hasn't been as good as lately as he was in April. Uh, you hope that Jake can at least kind of respond and give you enough of a good outing. Um, but as for the Padres, yes, yes, here it is, Cubs fans. I didn't want to talk about it, but we're going to get there. The, Cub, the, the former Cub, <laughs> I want to call him a current Cub, but the former yeah. Cub, you Darvish, Will be on the mound for the Padres tomorrow. He's six and one on the season with a 2.25 ERA and 84 strikeouts. Holy shit! Yep. And again, something that I know we've talked about here at Cubs on Tap in the last couple episodes. This is kind of a revenge game of sorts because the Cubs chose you Darvish over Jake Arrieta in that off season. He went to the Phillies. Darvish came to the Cubs. Darvish had a lot of success. Jake, not so much with the Phillies. So this is a very complex game. 
that we go into tomorrow, Joe. So I would love to hear your thoughts on what you think is going to happen tomorrow um, in the uh, really it, it is. I mean, it is the rubber match tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, the series is on the line. Uh, what are you expecting on tomorrow's game? And, and who is your fly the W pick heading into Wednesday? So just as far as Arietta goes, he's coming off his worst start of the season. I think he he finished two innings, I think. And it did come out that he was puking before and after the game. Oh. Thinks it was something eight. So we can assume, you know, he's gonna pitch a little better than he did in San Francisco. You would hope. But, but like you mentioned, the Cubs chose you Darvish over him. And I think, you know, that, that gets a little chip on his shoulder. And he's a competitor. I mean, you see it out there. He's a bulldog out there on the mound, and I think he's going to be able to keep us in the game. He's going to compete. You know, he's not to say he's going to go seven innings, no runs, but whatever it is, he's going to be able to compete against a good team here. Now, what that stat line looks like, your guess is as good as mine. I think it just all depends on game flow. Could be three runs, could be five runs. I think he's going to be able to at least get into the fifth inning. He's going to battle his ass off like he always does. As far as you, Darvish, He's going to strike out a lot of Cubs. I, I, I imagine, I, I just like John Lester. I think we're going to we'll, we'll hit a few long balls. You know, hopefully there's some runners on base. Just, I mean, he's just like all pitchers. They're susceptible to the long ball, especially when you throw that hard. Mm-hmm. So, I won't be surprised to see some people hit the ball out of the ballpark. Maybe Rizzo can stay hot. But from my fly the W pick. I'm going to go with Jock Peterson. I think I'm not sure his familiarity with Darvish. He's probably got very, very little. So I think maybe in this case that might work for him because he's got nothing extra riding on the game for himself. So I think he'll be able to put one in the seats at some point tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I I love everything that you had to say. And I think Jock is a good pick. I mean, Jock, again, like we talked about earlier in the show, looked good tonight, two for five. Anytime that he's a multi-hit game guy, I feel like he's really doing well in that leadoff spot. I think that's something that nobody's talking about right now. Like it seems when he's hitting leadoff, he actually does well. I don't know if that's just coincidence or if that's just his approach thing. Who knows? Um, Maybe that's something one of us here at Cubs on Tap does a little bit of an article into about uh, him hitting leadoff. And I'm going to, I'm going to bookmark that one for my own brain because I might take a stab at it myself, but. Who knows? Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you're right. Yeah, Jake, last outing, only two innings, six hits. Uh, the six earned runs, two walks, only one strikeout in that one. He gave up two long balls. Um, but like you said, wasn't feeling well. You know, how much How much can you really take into how bad he was in that outing? So even if you take away that outing, he's 5-5 five and five on the season. Again, comes into the season. People kind of expected him to not be the Jake of 2015 or 16, you know, for mm-hmm. that matter. But he's been good. For the most part, you know what I mean? Like his last couple starts, he's been rough. But overall, again, if he can give you five to six innings of keeping you in a ball game, that's all you ask out of Jake Arrieta at this mm-hmm. point. So I, I think that is the motto for tomorrow for the Cubs. And I agree with you about Darvish. Like when you do throw that hard, you are susceptible to the long ball. We've seen it. We've all seen it as Cubs fans. We've all seen it across the major leagues. Like it happens. It just yep. you throw that hard. You're eventually going to get nuked off of somebody, and 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 what better time, what better time, Joe, for you, Darvish, to get his second loss of the season 
than yep. against his former team. Because I'll tell you what, if the Cubs get a win tomorrow and win the series yet again against the Padres and win both series so far against the Padres, winning five out of six, especially after that giant series, and you go into an off day on Thursday, and you're going into a 100% capacity Wrigley Field on Friday for a 120 game against the fucking St. Louis Cardinals. Joe Maris, I am fucking pumped. And if I, I am this Cubs team, I feel the exact same way going into yep. tomorrow. That's my focus. Let's get this W. Yes, it's against you. We love you. We can still be buddies with you. But for nine innings, you're the fucking asshole that we got a fucking tattoo, and that's okay. Yep. And we're totally cool with it. Um, I love your I love your Jock Peterson pick. Um, you know, looking at the numbers as I am right now, there's actually only one guy that has a better average than 200 against you, Darvish, on this current Cubs roster, and it's ironically Anthony Rizzo. He's uh he's one for two with two RBIs. Wow. So guess what? I'm gonna there ride the go. hot hand. Give me the captain. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the words of Juice. He couldn't be on tonight's show. He knew it was gonna be late. The man works his ass off. He's got a lot of shit to do tomorrow. He said Anthony Rizzo needs to put the C on his chest, not just for one game like he did tonight, but for two. So I'm gonna ride with Anthony Rizzo for tomorrow because if nice. he puts that that C on his chest again tomorrow and they get a series win, especially especially against you, Darvish. Mm. Mm. Joe, there might be some there might be some goofy ass content coming from me <laughs> on Thursday. I'll tell you, man, because like I am gonna be fired up because this Cubs team has been so fun this year. And sure, they've had bad games. Every yep. every 162 games, every baseball team has bad games. You look what the Dodgers went through. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But holy shit. Like four ribbies tonight. If he even gives us one or two ribbies tomorrow, I'm pumped. I'm I'm here. I'm gonna be flying the extend Rizzo flag tomorrow outside my house. I'm gonna be running laps around in my Rizzo jersey. Like Anthony Rizzo is my guy for the fly W pick because if he has a monster game tomorrow, I think the Cubs win again. Yep. We saw it tonight. I, I mean, it's just basic math. Four plus four equals a W. I know that makes no sense, but if you took algebra, you'll you'll kind of get it. Anthony Rizzo having a big game tomorrow is my key to the game and my fly the W pick uh, for tomorrow. So, Joe, I, I do want to quickly turn it over to you. Do you have any final thoughts before we go ahead and give all the pleasantries and close this thing out? Yeah, I just, you know, ahead of an off day and ahead of the big series against the Cardinals where the Cubs at Wrigley Field will have 100% capacity, mm. really sell out tomorrow. You know, we got an off day on Thursday. Just fucking sell out tomorrow. Get that win any way you can. Scratch and claw any way you can against you, Darvish. I don't care how we do it. I don't care how many strikeouts he has. As long as we can beat him. You know, not anything, not not that I hate you, Darvish, but for tomorrow, for however long it takes, he is on the bad side. So just fucking sell out, man, and then enjoy that flight on Thursday, get back into central time and back into our groove. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, man. I, I love how you concluded that. David Ross said it when they were flying out to San Francisco. It's a happy flight. We oh, yeah. want happy flights. Happy flights are good flights. And 
tomorrow, a happy flight would be absolutely fantastic heading back to Chicago, like you said, with an off day on Thursday, with the inevitable knowing that there will be 40,000 plus strong at Wrigley on Friday for a 120 start. People are going to be drinking at 1030 in the morning at yep. Murphy's Bleachers, at Cubby Bear, at Sluggers, at all the beautiful establishments all around Wrigley Field, getting ready for that game. And then going into that ballpark and just being absolutely obnoxious for three hours and hopefully getting a Cubs W in game one against the dreaded, fucking, terrible, fucking St. Louis Cardinals, Joe. Yep. I'm fired up just Tell thinking em. about it. It's 1248, and I might not go to bed tonight because I'm so excited <laughs> about it. But a win tomorrow against you, Darvish. Yes, we love him. I think every Cubs fan will always have a soft spot for you, Darvish. Yeah. Again, just one of those guys when he wins, where he, when he wears the Cubby blue, you love him. You appreciate him as a ball player. He's a great ball player. It's okay to finally get your second loss of the season, dog. You can go, you know, 15 and two the rest of the year. We don't care. As long as you ain't playing us, we don't give a fuck. So yep. give me give me a Cubs W tomorrow against you, Darvish. And I, I know you and I will both be happy about that. And I think the whole Cubs on tap crew will be heading into, once we said, Thursday off day and Friday. Dude, I I don't know about you, but 100% capacity gets me fired up. Like, All right. Mm, I'm, that's yeah, just, I'm, I'm going Sunday night. I'll be oh, in the bleachers. Be in the bleachers oh, Sunday night. Where are you going to sit? Where are you going to sit? I don't know. It's they're they're back to general admission, so I mean, I know that's left, why I asked you where you... left field if possible. I'm not sure. Ooh, you know, we're going okay. with a pretty big group, so Nice. So we'll see. I you know, left field is always the goal. I like that. I like that. I was going to say, as somebody who has sat all over the outfield um, and all over the bleachers, like my preferred spot, I think, is left center. Mm -hmm. So, like, those, like, three sections between the batter's eye and, like, the scoreboard are yep. probably my favorite in left. Right isn't bad. Unfortunately, you get a lot of sun in right. So, like, eh. as as being very pale for those that are <laughs> watching and you can see, right's not my not my cup of tea. Um so I like where your thoughts are at. Left field's a good one. Yeah, center um, field is too high up there, man. Hey, I'll be honest with you. I've sat up in center field a lot, and that's usually because we get there too late. So uh, it sometimes been, it happens. Yeah, I've sometimes been up there once. Father's Day in 2016 when Contreras, that was Contreras' debut. Yeah, we were right I was, there. I was at that game too. Nice. Yeah, that, <laughs> I was, was, that was a great game. I was, I was sitting first baseline. We were about a section and a half over – into right field from mm -hmm. first base uh, in, in the back. So we were kind of the, what used to be what the three hundreds, I think obviously now it's the two hundreds cause they right. actually made it logical, but um, yeah, buddy of my, we're at that game and my buddy hates me still to this day. Cause I think I jumped on him when Contreras <laughs> hit that ball. So he was, was not happy with great, me. Yeah, was he was like, moment. he was like, well, you bastard. Why'd you have to fucking jump on me like i didn't want that it was hot like oh yeah i didn't need that and i was just like yeah well i was excited cubs top one of the cubs top prospects had a bomb in his first at bat I, how first can pitch. i not be excited yeah. about that hell yeah it was magical moment but good for you yep. good for you being the bleachers bleachers are my favorite place to sit in the ballpark so i um i'm excited for you for sunday and i can't wait to see the content that you pump out um on, on sunday evening because again sunday night baseball against the cardinals just hits differently. Right. So, and, and this way, since I'm at the game, I don't have to listen to the ESPN broadcast. True. True. You can listen <laughs> to your own broadcast, which will be right. either in your head or 
whatever the hell you want it to be. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of being at the ballpark. You just get to do your own thing and enjoy it. Enjoy the game for what it is. So yep, uh, that'll be awesome. But well, Joe, before we get out of here, I do want to remind everybody Cubs on tap is the official Cubs podcast, of the on tap sports network. You can go ahead and check out all of our great work over at www.ontapsports.com and at on tap sports on social media. You can follow the, pod specific accounts those are cubby that is at cubbies on tap c-u-b-b-i-e-s um both twitter and instagram you can follow us there i am at loose on tap joe is at joe maris uh on twitter you follow us both there as well we have great cubs coverage obviously you're listening all of that right now uh but bears bulls blackhawks and cubs fans i know we all have at least one friend maybe two maybe 15 like if you're like me and you live on the south side um, that are Sox fans, but you can bring them over as well. We have great Sox coverage here at ONTAP as well. So once again, www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media, the ONTAP Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. All right, Joe. Well, this was a fun one. The Cubs win. Big W tonight. Yep. Uh, a game that I think us as a group admittedly didn't think they would be able to win against Lamette, but they did it. They got the big W, 7-1. And a chance to win the series against old friend you Darvish tomorrow. Yep. And we'll be back after that tomorrow. Um, don't know the personnel, but some of us here will be some of somebody here at Cubs on Tap will be recapping that one. So Joe, what do you say, man? We'll get out of here. The only way we know it's it, buddy. Yep. Let's go, Cubs. Let's go, Cubbies. Sleep well, Cubs fans.